One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You've had this place redecorated, haven't you? Hmm, don't like it. I reversed the polarity of the neutron flow. Do you like a jelly baby? I'm not here as your prisoner, Davros, but your executioner. Daleks or Tarans, Cybermen! They're still in the nursery compared to us. That's what it takes to be really corrupt. Every great decision creates ripples. Like a huge boulder dropped in a lake. The heavier the decision, the larger the waves. Uncertain the consequences. I help where I can, I will not fight. My planets got burned by the Earth. Don't mind, I think the I never said he was the doctor. He's the one who wrote the promise. The war to end all wars between my people and the Daleks. And in that battle, there was a man with more blood on his hands than any other. A man who would commit a crime or would silence the universe. And that man was me. What I did, I did without choice. In the name of peace and sanity. But not in the name of the doctor. Time Lords of Gallifrey, Daleks of Skyrim, I serve notice on you all. Too long I have stayed my hand. Today, you leave me no choice. Today, this war will end. No more. I've been fighting this war for a long time. I've lost the right to be the Doctor. I intend to end it the only way I can. And you're going to use me to end it? By killing them all? Daleks and Time Lords alike. There will be consequences for you. I have no desire to survive this. And that's your punishment. If you do this, if you kill them all, then that's the consequence. Do you want to see what that will turn you into? The man who regrets. Did you ever count how many children there were on Gallifrey that day? 2.47 billion. And the man who forgets. I have absolutely no idea. You forgot? 400 years, is that all it takes? I moved on. Where? Where can you be now that you can forget something like that? All those years burying you in my memory. Pretending you didn't exist. Giving you a secret even from myself. Pretending you weren't the Doctor. I mean, you were the Doctor more than anybody else. You were the Doctor on the day it wasn't possible to get it right. But this time, you don't have to do it alone. What we do today is not out of fear or hatred. It is done because there is no other way. And it is done in the name of the many lives we are failing to save. You told me you wiped out your own people. I just... I never pictured you doing it, that's all. There isn't another way, there never was. Either I destroy my own people, or let the universe burn. Look at you, the three of you. The warrior, the hero, and you. And what am I? Have you really forgotten? Yes, maybe, yes. We've got enough warriors. An old idiot can be a hero. Then what do I do? What you've always done, be a doctor. Never cruel or cowardly. Never give up, never give in. I have had 400 years to think about this. I changed my mind. I'm not actually suggesting that we change our own personal history. We change history all the time. I'm suggesting something far worse. Still a billion, billion Daleks up there attacking. Yeah, there is, there is. But this time there's three of us. Hello, Gallifrey High Command. This is the Doctor speaking. Hello, also the Doctor. Can you hear me? Also the Doctor. Standing ready. Warning the War Council of Gallifrey. This is the Doctor. All 12 of them. No, sir. All 13. For God's sake, Gallifrey, stand! 
Hello, Alan Z, Geronimo, Gallifrey stands, whatever Doctor Who catchphrase you want to say, and welcome to the to Who Do You Think You Are, the podcast that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. My name's Ethan. My name's Ian, here to remind you that a lot of countries have a north. <laughs> and we're here to celebrate, uh, tomorrow might be Doctor Who Day, if you're listening uh, when this comes out, but today we're talking about the day of the Doctor, the 50th special. We get to talk about Doctor Who, old, new, e- everything Doctor Who up to 2013. I see what you did there with Day of yeah. the Doctor and Doctor Who. That was clever. Good job. Yeah, it's a Doctor Who day. Uh, but no, that's, that's because uh, I'm going to, we're going to, before we jump into today's, today's episode, um, there is a lot of Doctor Who news that needs to be spoken about, uh, just because it's a load of relatively big stuff, I'd say. Um, because firstly, there's been uh, an announcement from the BBC, BBC Sounds, that we're getting a, a Doctor Who spinoff in between the time the, uh, the next episode of Doctor Who comes out. And the final episode of Jodie Whittaker's tenure, uh, and that is a podcast called Doctor Who Redacted, which is a in-universe podcast uh, from uh, three university students um, from across different cities who sort of have their own paranormal conspiracy podcast they're calling The Blue Box Files, which is sort of like um, the the guy from the first episode of Doctor Who, but sort of more, more expanded upon. And uh, I think that's going to be really cool, but it's also going to be that they don't really know who the Doctor is, so they learn as it, uh, as the show progresses. And uh, it's basically, can they uncover the truth? And this is going to be set in the same universe as the main series, and it's going to uh, feature uh, past and current storylines. We might see some mentions of some older things and what we're currently getting. Uh, and there's also been some promises of cameos from different characters the first one being obviously the doctor Jodie Whittaker has um been said to show up at some point but also we get Rani Chandra who was uh Sarah Jane's companion in the Sarah Jane Adventures TV show uh we get Kate Stewart uh the Brigadier's daughter who we get to speak to uh, speak to talk about later on Osgood as well from uh, Matt Smith and Capaldi's era and Madame Vastra. And it's also going to be uh, talk about, like, the days in the lives of different people. And uh, this will be the first BBC uh, production, Doctor Who production that will have um, a, a trans cast. It's been promised to be very gay and very trans, which makes sense for the, the community that Doctor Who has, has created, especially recently when it comes to like gender philosophy, sexuality. And they're going to talk a bit about uh, the the gender implications of the Doctor, sort of like Capaldi's era did as well. And this is a 10-part a series that will be starting this Sunday. If you're listening to this when this comes out, this will come out the same time as Legend of the Sea Devils. So your Doctor Who fix is going to be ripe this this weekend. Huh. Go figure. Yeah. Um. That all sounds very interesting and something right up your alley. I will not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will not be covering this. <laughs> no, 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 neither will I. This will be just a, a um, fun thing to keep me going between yeah, need, uh, this weekend and Journey's, Journey's I, final. A neat idea. I like um, semi fictional kind of meta sort of stuff I actually if i had more hours in my day i've got like three ideas for stuff that would be kind of along this line not doctor who but but sort of immersing yeah. myself into a universe established and kind of you know um 
half reviewing and referencing half kind of creating based on whatever i guess a neat idea and, yeah. and something that feels very doctor it feels like something that i'm surprised hasn't really been a thing before them that there, there yeah. may be some some unofficial ones but but from an official channel it feels like this is probably overdue Oh, definitely. I think especially with with what they created in the first episode of the revival, like this is such a such a fantastic way to sort of give a love letter and also just bring in new new viewers. I, I think this is going to be similar to um, oh, that, that podcast that um, I think it was the Tin Can Brothers uh, did that that wayward guide for the, the uh, werewolf thing. Yeah, yeah, really clever. The YouTube series that yeah. also included an in-universe podcast. Really yeah. clever. Yeah, I think it'll be like that, especially if they're gonna go from what has happened and hasn't uh, and has happened uh, recently and before. Because I think there'll be there'll definitely be some flux stuff since that is that is the most recent event, at least for um, for the, for in universe. So that'll be really cool uh, to see, and I look forward to maybe talking about it. I have no idea, even if it's just a, hey, yeah. listen to this. That's cool, but that'll be on BBC Sounds. Uh, from this Sunday and this Sunday as well is Legends of the Sea Devils Jody's penultimate episode which has been promised to be the last time we see our current team TARDIS happy and that is upsetting to hear see I have so, no idea who the team TARDIS currently is I'm so far behind yeah. that I I have no clue it's currently Jody Whittaker, obviously, uh, Mandip Gill, who was uh, Yaz in I think you might have seen Jody's first episode yeah yeah, and also Dan, who's played by John Bishop. Who, who's Yaz? Who was Yaz? Uh, Yaz was the the young girl, um, like the police officer. Oh, brilliant! Okay, she's good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So she she's basically stayed. On, she's the only companion that's ever stayed on for a Doctor's entire run. So it's been really yeah. interesting to see that relationship uh, develop. Uh, but no, that comes out uh, tomorrow for you listeners. I need to say something to the BBC marketing de- uh, department. Get your shit together because we only found out about the release date of this episode like two weeks before now. Yeah, and and uh, we also only just got like an actual official trailer about a week and a half ago, um, and that was a whole debacle because we uh, the Doctor Who Twitter account hasn't given any updates on anything since the first of January, essentially, um, mm. which when the when the episode was announced and. April 1st happens and they tweet this uh, emoji of a flag of a pirate flag because it's all set during pirate times. And um, the same time, the BBC um, press release Twitter account says, hey, t- tune in uh, on, on BBC One at this time because we're going to have a new ident and also release some exclusive trailers. The exact same time the Doctor Who tweet that out. Everyone goes to sit and see what happens. Nothing happens. We find we get told nothing. And then they release like a 10 second trailer the night after. I, I have one one message to uh, Bad Wolf Productions. I do not care if Russell T. Davies era will have shit writing or shit stories. Please just promote your show. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I don't know. Maybe this. Tra- I don't know. It's all. I, I'm so far on the casual side. Yeah, this, this is, this the, is the, this these thing. are the things that are more about probably. See, for me, Doctor Who's not even appointment viewing. Like I'm not because I'm so far behind, yeah, and I'm really yeah. hoping something respark. It was at one point in my life, mm. and I'm hoping something resparks that. But um, maybe we've got this handover, and it's a little. 
it's it's a bit messy right maybe now. it's a bit messy maybe it's a, maybe it's a little bitter sweet and more on the bitter and less on the sweet it feels like it because i think the sort of feeling on the street is a bit that the chibnall era has not been successful yeah it's it's been um what's the word i'm looking for it has been um creative i think that's the one i'm looking for it's tried new things i think some some successful some not as successful um and it's it's a shame i think triple Tri- had an interview today i think where he was saying that he was really tempted to call it quits during covid because of how difficult it was to do because when we get to flux eventually flux was uh basically a a quick attempt to create a series because every plan they had for series 13 fell through because of covid so it's he's had a really I, and I don't put all this on Chibnall. People are calling him like the Antichrist, the worst thing to happen to Doctor oh. Who. It, it, it's yeah, it like it's Fandoms this is tw- it's Twitter reactionary stuff. Jeez. Yeah, it's, the the Doctor Who fandom's been terrible for ages, like just toxic wise. Um, and it's a shame. And when we get to Chibnall, I'm sure oh, there'll yeah. be some. Still, I'm sure I'll have a, at least a couple good things to say. But like, Every- man's human, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I mean, every fandom is toxic. I mean, the wrestling fandom's yeah. insane. Mm. Um really insane and kind of creepy um uh, but i would say that ambition is great but ambition doesn't mean successful oh by, yeah just because you shoot for the stars doesn't mean you're gonna hit it and at some point you gotta have you know some skilled um crafting of long-term story and I, I speak just generally what the feeling is because i mm. I, I talk to people go doctor i said ah, not anymore not since and i, I go well, is it is it is it the fact that it's that it, it i just want to know if i'm dealing with with a misogynist basically and i'm yeah. like is, is it because it's a girl and they go no it just feels different and yeah i don't know i mean i'm about half a season in or half a series in to uh i've gotten to rosa parks that uh, was a that was an episode that was an episode yeah <laughs> where where my where my degree that's heavy in american history went it's not exactly how some of that went but all right um <laughs> but that's okay I, i'm okay i'm okay with yeah. the the as long as people don't don't think that this doctor who's legit history I'm, I'm okay with that yeah. um but it just feels something's missing something in the spark and I've, i don't know go back and and watching her while i'm watching these and granted we're we're we're, we're taking the prime cuts here yeah like that, that's the thing we're we're, we're, we're skipping the stuff that's just <laughs> filler episodes yeah we didn't touch dinosaurs in the space no that was also a chibnall episode chibnall. there we go um yeah. yeah i mean i think russell t davies and moff moff it was a good writer for for, for some of the faults moffat could write and yeah. uh it's a part where he even won me over with with capaldi i wasn't feeling capaldi and then he won he wins me over and i'm mm. going all right you've got these big plans and i'm not sure if maybe the long i, I, I guess i'll get there i guess i've yeah. got the, the timer's on i've got until november or whatever it is to catch up because <laughs> my goal i mean i can't be playing catch up to when we're doing the review i have yeah. to be ahead at all times so there Thankfully, will be that they're, they're pretty short series compared to what we did have the like 10 episodes each and there is a year where we have no content so like in all where it probably would have been like four four series we get like three and two specials so it's not it's not too uh, too difficult to, to get through but it's a shame i like jody i will get into this when we eventually do 
do Herrera. I like Jody as a doctor, but some of those episodes are very difficult. Honest question. I, I, I'm yeah. just wanted to. Oh, do I yeah. want to do it now or do I want to do it later? Mm. I can always cut it out if you'd want me to do it later. Well, yeah, it just feels like it's the kind of question you ask at the end, um, ah. where I'm going. Like, I'm, I'm basically going to ask you to compare. But you know, this is our our what our our two, three, four, fifth doctor. Yeah, and I'm kind of curious. Like, is she higher than four? Uh, it's difficult. Like, is she I, knocking off, you know, t- uh, t- 10, 11, 12? Because the only thing I think, you, nine, you can get away and go, well, A, the stories are a bit pants because they were kind of kiddie and he only did one series. Yeah. So it's really easy to put Eccleston I can, yeah. in five. I but, can put her at four and be like, yeah, that's where I can cement it. And it's, it is the, those stories. I've had more time with it. And I'm like, my 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 appreciation, I think, is more the the act, the, the community that she interacts with, and the oh. way that she is, and that that's that's the shame. That's the shame because um, as a story, yeah, it, it's difficult. As a, as a actual stories, it's really difficult. And when we when we discuss them, I think they're going to be the the most um the most complex discussions I, we have. I mean, this comes to a thing I'm really feeling entertainment as a whole, and yeah. I want to see diverse representation in the media i consume i do but the danger not the danger the thing that i think that's plaguing a lot of media now is they're going do we have a diverse cast yes and they pat themselves in the back and go job done and i'm like no no no. job started (laughs) (laughs) great you got the cat that's the least you could do okay now let's do a good do you have a good story for it and they're like oh and that seems to be kind of where a lot of things are. And I don't know what um, what Whitaker's and, and Chibnall's Doctor Who is like as far. It just, I mean, I'm a half a season in and I'm going, yeah. it feels Doctor Who-esque. It's got all the stuff that I want from it. I just, it feels that they're trying it feels they're trying so hard to tell these stories of the people who we usually wouldn't see on a doctor who which which is great yeah but it feels in the process of telling those stories we're not telling the doctor's story so much anymore and i i, I, I kind of want that story still to be there as well though yeah her first series i think is her weakest i think oh, okay. her, her second i think is a lot stronger uh but because they sort of get the reins again of how they want to tell the doctor's story but it it does it i won't lie it takes a while okay but but what won't take a while is day of the doctor because this is this this is this is this is the culmination of everything the 50th uh and we've just done the revival but this this is the the love of everything uh, a special that was started getting written in 2011 when moffat took control uh of the reins for everything and also a special which the the um even if people don't think the quality is good i i need to just have a moment to say uh stephen moffat was in hell because there was a point that the bbc uh hadn't gotten matt smith's contract yet they hadn't gotten david tennant's contract yet the only person who was signed on was uh jenna coleman (laughs) and this was month this was like a couple months before they started filming so the original story was uh, because of some timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly stuff and the fact that we couldn't get Matt Smith, uh, they would have Clara going through different stories of uh, like fantasy characters the Doctor inspired. So Robin Hood 
and people like that, which would have been interesting to see as an episode or a special. But for the 50th, it was, I'm glad we didn't get that. But it is, it was a, it was a, Stephen Moffat referred to it as a massive clusterfuck because uh, he couldn't get Christopher Eccleston. Uh, he couldn't get Paul McGann because the BBC didn't want Paul McGann, which is a real shame. Yeah, it is. Um, so they very quickly hashed out the name of the Doctor, which was the episode where we get the, the reveal of uh, our special secret bonus Doctor of uh, William Hurt. No, John Hurt. John Hurt. Yeah. William Hurt's the one who just passed away, isn't it? William Hurt is the one who just passed yeah. away. John Hurt passed away not too long after doing this. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we we have all these big reveals and it was it was it was a massive event. I, I I think if you were a fan of Doctor Who or you were just around the new of Doctor Who, you knew this was a a massive spectacle. It had a cinema release, uh one in 2D, one in 3D, depending if you 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 wanted that. Um there was the massive Graham Norton interview. And even past doctors who weren't part of the episode uh got their own little special called the five-ish doctors, which was um Peter Davidson, Sylvester McCoy, who is still filming The Hobbit at that point, Colin Baker, a little cameo appearance from Paul McGann here and there. And uh, it was about them trying to sneak into Doctor Who uh, during the f- taping of the 50th. <laughs> and, and they just uh, get into dialect costumes uh, and that's their way of being on it. And it was really, really sweet, a really sweet way to do it. And also as well, with the uh, we're going to briefly talk about uh, the night of the Doctor, the, the big pre- prequel prelude to yeah so i mean this. i went back and rewatched the last five minutes of the previous episode yeah and then i watched the bbc special mini episode that was released on the web only yeah i think in preparation for this because i wanted to have that sort of present in my head because there was stuff that they would refer to and and, and things and uh i remember being really up for this uh, as i said yeah. last time we were on i live tweeted this and i have found <laughs> this website that lets me read all my tweets on one page oh so i can't wait. I, I have my collection <laughs> of tweets for, i won't do all of them because geez i was going um i was going nuts but um no I, and this speaks to it though this was a cultural event this was yeah. huge and to me this is the last time maybe that doctor who was this level of appointment viewing maybe matt smith's final episode but that's yeah. a different kind of feeling as opposed to um this celebration just like a big celebration doctor who's on its stride da 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 and that was that was a big thing because we are uh, I'll, I'll talk about night of the doctor very briefly because we it was our our second ever uh, time getting to see Paul McGann on screens in some way. So this is the mini uh, one, right? Yeah, this is the mini one. Okay. And uh, we, we we basically learned that a time the time uh, war is still going on. The Doctor doesn't want any part of it. Currently, is the Eighth Doctor. He tries to find a new companion. Uh, she realizes that she's he, uh, he's but, a Time Lord with the TARDIS. But this is brilliant because everything before yeah. this is the typical doctor who trope yeah. young girl i just wanted to go see the <laughs> stars why are you flying it well, i was the only one not screaming yeah you're like this is your typical hit note by note this is how a doctor meets his companions oh yeah and then it just turns on a dime and she's like no i'd i'd rather die and the ship just crashes and it crashes into khan which is the little moon next to Gallifrey with the sisterhood of Khan. Uh, and we get introduced to, to the sisterhood who's 
uh, brought the doctor back from the brink of death and said, you've not got too long, so you need to regenerate. Oh, and we're going to let you choose who. McGann is so good in this. He's fantastic. He's like four minutes, four minutes. As well as, what if I get bored? Could you bring me a book? Uh, I forget <laughs> what else. Knitting. Yeah, knitting was the, yeah. was the last one. <laughs> it's like, how many words you know you should, should spare us? I'm like, man, McGann, I would... Oh, I would love, I don't know, is there anything, the reason why you can't have like a standalone, just like here's him again doing it for an episode in the middle of a summertime. It's it's in that lost window. We don't know. It doesn't matter. I would, I oh. would love that. I, I've heard rumblings that the 60th will have basically be like a series event where uh, you have all these different doctors. Uh, I like going in between. There's no confirmation. I like to think it's the regenerations gone wrong and they the doctor keeps turning into past regenerations and trying to figure it out. Well, we do. We'll, we'll, get, yeah. we'll, we'll get to it, but we do get yeah. told in this episode that he'll be seeing some familiar faces. Yeah. And you could you could sort of read beyond the episode for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it'd be cool, but the the doctor eventually gives in and regenerates and chooses Warrior, and he won't need the name. He won't need the uh, the name Doctor anymore. Where where he's going, and he he tells everyone to get out and screams at them, and he recites a load of names. And this makes me so giddy because all of these names, the companions that uh, um, Paul McGann's Doctor had during his his stint uh, as the Doctor during the Big Finish audio dramas. Oh, okay. Which makes his entire tenure canon. Um, yeah, count when he was doing these, which people say aren't canon. Doctor Who is canon and not canon. Nothing's off the cards, and I, I really do like that because they were they were fantastic stories and a really good time for him to to show what he could have done. But he regenerates and turns into a very young John Hurt, and that's he's just as you say. Doctor Who. You say a very young John Hurt. Yeah, because he he's like his his hair's uh, brown and he looks a lot younger. Oh, that's right. We only get him in the reflection. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And that will bring us straight to the day of the doctor. And we open with the original titles from the 63 era of doctor who the same way. And we even open with the same type of opening, uh, being redone of a policeman walking past the IM foreman, uh, sign like in the first ever episode. Oh, is that and true? then we, yeah. And oh, then okay. we see Cole Hill, which is also from the first ever episode of doctor who, which was the school where Susan, the doctor's granddaughter, uh, learned at where her teachers, also the doctor's companions, worked at as well. Wait, hang on. So the first, so the, the first doctor, his granddaughter was getting an education in London. Yeah. All right. So the doctor basically left Gallifrey and wanted to learn how humans worked, and uh, Susan was like, "Oh, I want to learn all of these things too." And it was. It was like uh, the way for it to be educational so, so, in the 60s. So, fair enough. So so all the time, everyone's like, why are you so enamored with London and Earth? Like his personal history never gets brought up. Yeah. All right. It's just, it's it's this this reason. This was the first place where the doctor learned his humanity because of huh? Ben and Polly and all that. But we find out that Clara is working as a teacher there. And she says that good men are made, not forged or something like that. Uh, I can't remember. It was a Marcus Aurelius. Marcus point, Aurelius. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. And we can see in the reflection of her borders, we're just a bit further out. Uh, written, it, mu it must be good yeah. men aren't made, they're forged. Yeah. 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 And uh, we see no more written on the board as she rubs everything out and she oh. finishes her, her class and gets told by uh, another teacher that her doctor's given her an address. So she motorbikes off to find the TARDIS in a random location. Yeah, she's so fired. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and she drives. To be fair, after everything that happens in the next se- series, I'm amazed that she doesn't get yeah, fired. But that's yeah. a, that's a whole different story. Oh. She drives right through to the TARDIS console room, clicks her fingers, the door shut. That's a cool shot, though. Oh yeah, I remember going. The, okay, we we're, we're upping things for this one because yeah. that's a cool effect. And the doctor's reading advanced quantum mechanics and says about the draft, and they plan their next trip. Hey, to- she snaps the door shut. Yeah. She's wearing gloves. Yeah. Can we just say there would be no click? <laughs> it would be a thub would be the best you could hope for. Cool. Just saying. And they plan the next trip. They're going to go to to future Mars where they have cocktails on the moon and they celebrate seeing each other for the first time in a while as the TARDIS takes off without the engines. My big issue here uh, has been and still is there is never a payoff to that massive cliffhanger we got in the previous episode. But they sort of just leave. Yeah, I think it's... I've always wondered that. I, I guess they must just scurry away, because in the previous yeah. episode, they're inside the Doctor's timeline. Yeah. And he... I mean, I mean that was some BS. I'll explain you out of it by going, just just, just <laughs> once, let me save you. Are we going to mention how? No. And he's Remember there. Remember this leaf. Oh, my. Oh, I'm sending you a leaf. That was so <laughs> stupid. Uh, but anyway, so it's just it's just her and, and Eleven and um i we should we even be calling them 11 now i mean he's 12 any uh, technically but yeah mm. well forget technically we, we, if we if we count tenants other hand i mean now we're looking at 13 i mean jeez <laughs> but oh it's just so yeah they, they disappear and we reset because the big thing was like he was supposed to go, oh my god john hurt and then forget yeah. all about it <laughs> Yeah, I remember is a uh, the outrage at the John Hurt thing of how can there be another Doctor? And I was like, I can't wait to see what happens because I'm twelve and I don't know any better. Uh, but the the TARDIS is lifted off without the engines because it's being uh, picked up by a helicopter. And for, we've got a giant publicity stunt to do for the BBC. So oh let's my do this. god! Let me tell you, I remember doctor- when this happened. Yeah. I do. I remember hearing the oh, it was all over the news. So this is the first time that I can actually comment really about. Uh, but at this point, I think my fandom has because we. I said I heard about of the Daleks. So yeah. from this point on, I'm kind of along alongside the the, the timeline, so to speak. And mm. I remember hearing about the TARDIS in a helicopter uh for something that mu- that was must have been the 50th and of course it was this yeah and uh kate stewart gets a call from the doctor whose ringtone for the doctor is the tardis engines and it's picked up by osgood who rushes to kate to give her the call and the this is the first time that we for the podcast get to see kate and osgood because they appeared in a, a random series seven episode called the power of three Oh, this, is the first, okay. this is the first time we see Osgood uh, ever, but it's the second time we see Kate and uh, the doctor tells her that he knows the TARDIS is being picked up and makes her hear the, the engines of the helicopter and she apologizes saying she has no clue he was still in here, which begs the question, why get the TARDIS and leave the doctor stranded? I don't know spectacle so the doctor is using like if you've got a phone for him wouldn't you at least ring him and go i'm grabbing your tardis this really is never explained satisfactorily (laughs) and the doctor is using the tardis's phone on the outside falls gets hit by the the telephone which actually happened and i love that and uh then does a physical stunt and jumps off holds on to the tardis and uh the 
names of name credits all pass by as he does all of that and the music blares. We got some money to spend on this one, boys. <laughs> we get to have TV drama level credits well, for like is, NCIS. Well, basically he's going, you know the stuff you're giving me for Sherlock? I want that in Doctor Who. Yeah. Yep. And we have uh, all these people in the crowd see the TARDIS and they're just fans watching the stunt. Uh, the doctor salutes Kate and scolds that he doesn't like being picked up. And Kate tells the doctor that she's acting upon instructions from her majesty, Elizabeth the first and gives the doctor a letter, but we've got Elizabeth the second and tells him that Liz's credentials are inside the national gallery. And the doctor compliments Osgood's fourth doctor cosplay scarf. Yes. (laughs) Which, which is sort of set in the table. It's a tease, isn't it? Yeah. It makes us think about him. And uh, the Doctor keeps Clara and also the uninformed viewers up to speed about who Yuna are, being the, the task force that he used to work to in the seven, uh, for in the 70s and 80s and was early in the revival. And then they're showing Elizabeth's credentials, which is a painting, but in 3D. So if you're watching this in the cinema with your 3D glasses, you're going, wow, that budget was worth it. If you're not, you're going, wow, I'm sure this is dramatic. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. Interesting idea, bigger on the inside. That was fun yeah. to say. Um, yeah, it was all right. And we find out that it's got two titles, No More and Gallifrey Falls. And it's during the fall of Arcadia, but the 3D is Time Lord Art. It's bigger on the inside. It's a slice of real time. And the Doctor's not okay because he was there the him he doesn't talk about the doctor who fought in the time war and this is the day that he killed them all and ended the last day of the time war that's a lot to get from a painting yeah yeah and the doctor narrates as we go into the painting and see a slice of the time war with the war doctor and it's brutal destructive the dalek themes blaring as they take control of arcadia and it's just it's just red and fire and rubble and every Gallifreyan's running for safety and dying as the Daleks take to the street. And a soldier's cornered and calls the High Council of Gallifrey, but then he sees the Doctor's TARDIS and the War Doctor approaches him requesting his gun. And this is the first time that we see John Hurt properly as the Doctor and not just saying, it's me, the Doctor, yeah. for the big text to appear. And uh, the and, doctor and, fires and him, upon the wall, and him asking for for a weapon. I mean, there's something yeah. in that too. Yeah, there's a lot there, and he fires the words "no more" on the wall as Daleks surround a family begging for mercy, and the Daleks don't care anymore though because the doctor's been detected, and the TARDIS bursts through a wall, destroying the Daleks in its way, and a, a dying Dalek can't fathom the words "no more." And we cut to the Gallifrey War Room, and they're discussing that Rassilon's plan from the end of time are beginning, and it's failed. So I like that we have these different layers of Doctor Who history happening at the same time. Also explains, well, why can't we just go cut to them? (laughs) Because they're all like nine years older. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And they're all dead. They're all dead, yeah. Uh, the Time Lords uh, in the War Room discuss the Doctor's message, but there's been a security breach within the Time Vaults. What a Doctor Who name. Yep. Uh, because someone's stolen the moment from the Omega Arsenal, and that's the only weapon that hasn't been used during the Time War. And the moment is a galaxy eater, and it's so powerful that its operating system becomes sentient, develops conscious uh, a conscience. And there's only one man who can use a weapon of mass destruction that stands in judgment of you, and it's the Doctor. So we cut to the Doctor far away on uh, on Gallifrey in the desert, 
giving his last message to everyone in Gallifrey, saying that uh, the dialects and time worlds have left them no no choice, the war will end, no more. And the Doctor looks upon a hut, which would later be used in Listen and Hellbent as the Doctor's childhood home, which I think is a nice, a nice little detail of foreshadowing, I think, on Moffat's part. Yep. And uh, the Doctor places the moment down. It's just a, a fancy box with loads of gears, and he tries to figure out how it works. And the Doctor says, oh, why isn't there a big red button? And I've got my first live tweet, which said, why <laughs> isn't there ever a big red button? <laughs> I agree with that. And uh, we hear something outside. The Doctor goes to check what it is. But instead, he's told it's nothing. Just a wolf by someone who looks very familiar, like an old friend. <laughs> Can't, I can't put my finger on it. And the doctor chastises the person for sitting on the moment, kicks her out, but she's still there. And she asks the doctor if he parked so far away so the TARDIS well, didn't see it. He asks, he says, it's not the, that's the most powerful weapon in the universe. It's yeah. not a chair. <laughs> yeah. And the tweet said, Rose Tyler asks, why the, why can't the most powerful in the weapon also, a weapon in the universe also be a chair? Good point. <laughs> Hashtag bad wolf. Uh, so, yeah, of course, this is Billy Piper. If, if, you, yeah. if you know me, I'm not the biggest Billy Piper fan. If you've been listening to the pod, she's, I think I appreciate the character of Rose Tyler more than I appreciate the acting ability of Billy Piper. I think she's, um, I think you have to compensate for her weaknesses. And I think, um, putting her in a role where she doesn't speak much opposite a doctor. She has no chemistry or previous history with, and not even giving us the Rose Tyler character, but making her, Oh no, she's not, she's not Rose Tyler. She's bad wolf. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> this was basically Moffat going. I want Billy Piper. In we want to be able to say yeah. we got Billy Piper, but we've written, I mean, they've ended Billy Piper. Per, sorry. They've, they've ended Rose Tyler perfectly. Yeah. You can't bring her back. So this is the, compromise i suppose yeah moffat basically said i don't want rose back but uh billy piper was the the first thing the uh the revival saw if, so how could you not celebrate if you can't that get eccleston and you couldn't yeah uh, then, yeah then it's got to be billy piper i mean she yeah. really is the face of those early seasons more so than anybody named the doctor uh yeah. it was it was it was her story that that that, that sort of covered the, the the and also the first change in doctor so she's really mm-hmm. important also really important we can't have tenants doctor see that visage yeah and I mean, it's not like you get Jackie in there instead. <laughs> Jackie is the moment I'd love, but I know, I know I'm never going to see it. All right. All right. All right. I'm getting off it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the box. <laughs> and uh, she, she makes fun of his no more sentiment. And uh, the doctor hears the moment clicking goes to touch it. But our mysterious familiar friend's eyes glow like we've seen before in the box burns the doctor and the doctor says the interface is hot to which she says uh, i try my best and this is the real introduction of the moment where she says she she chose this form especially for him for, from his his past or or future someone called rose tyler no bad wolf dun 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 Edge. Oh, uh, I, I get those mixed up, which is yeah, yeah. typical. You know, who's Timey, why me? Who's your eclectic female in in yeah. Doctor Who? Is it is it 
whatever the TARDIS's name was. It wasn't Oh, Ask. Idris? Idris. Yeah. yeah, whether it's Idris or whether it's Alex Kingston. <laughs> just, you know, oh, which was just the future's past? Oh, it doesn't matter. It's all somewhere in there, isn't it? <laughs> But no, I I do like the the concept of the moment being bad wolf because that will be the thing that sort of helps bring the doctor to his his state of of joy and happiness again later on. It really is interesting because you're giving yeah. Stephen Moffat the keys to Russell T Davies toys. Yeah, yeah. And I think it works obviously because he was there at the beginning, so he sort he gets he it, there. respects yeah. it, yeah. And uh, the doctor keeps asking uh, the moment to stop calling him the doctor because he's lost the right to be the doctor. He's seen the suffering and every moment in time and space burning and he can end it the only way he knows how by killing them all, which the moment says will have consequences despite the doctor not wanting to survive. And that's his punishment, killing them all and surviving Daleks, Time Lords, children as well. And he gets asked how many children are on Gallifrey right now and he doesn't know but she tells him one day he'll count them on one terrible night. And she asks the doctor if she, if he wants to see what will become of him and opens time fishes to show the men that he becomes. And then a Fez comes through. Uh, direct a uh, live tweet from, <laughs> uh, from Ian back in 2013. <laughs> a Fez flies out and it's all wibbly wobbly timey wimey all of a sudden. Hashtag David Docker. <laughs> uh, You're having fun with this. I am. I, and, 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 and the Fez is fun because it's, it's such a subtle, like, I don't want to say it's one for the diehards, but it's ones for people who have been watching at least on semi-regularly. Yeah, it's, it's a signifier of, of what we're going to get to see soon. The, the Fez is it's, a symbol. It's, nice. it's a yeah. symbol of of eleven. If you really want to go really deep, it's a symbol kind of of Amy Pond and Rory ever so slightly. Yeah. It's 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 bigger than just let's put them in a room. There's been some yeah. thought about this. So we go back to Clara, uh, who's confused as to why Elizabeth sent this painting, but it was just proof that the letter is actually from her. And in the letter, the doctor names the, the she names the doctor the curator of the gallery. Oh, and signs it off by calling him husband. And Kate says it's just easier to show him what happened. And as they leave, a, a scientist gets a call and is confused as to why he's been called and then asks, why would he take something somewhere? And uh, we then go to the undergallery where we see. Which is uh, great because we yeah. didn't get to see who it was. Yeah, we, we go, oh, this must be something mysterious we, and timey wimey. We, we also think maybe it's a little bit underhanded. Yeah. Because there's already been the idea of it as a threat. And we're like, oh, he's work- He's on the inside. He's working yeah. with them. And they withhold that from us just long enough so you forget. Yeah. Yeah. And we see the undergallery, and we also see a portrait of Elizabeth the first and the tenth Doctor, and then we fade to England in 1562, and they really use that budget for some fancy text effects. Well, if I may, Tennant looks great in the painting. Oh I, yeah, I, I hope you got to keep that. Um, <laughs> I would, because oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's a fantastic. Uh, uh, that, and then we're 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 in England, 1532. 1562 62 um which looks i guess if you do it in a field it looks just like yeah it (laughs) just looks 2022 but you can just tell me it's ye olde (laughs) you had the right font and i'm going yeah cool yeah and ten and liz ride a horse out of the tardis and the two of them are frolicking about on a romantic day and this is the first time that we see david tennant in like four years i think it's been about um, uh two months for us 
Oh, it's, it's, the thing that just, just aggrieved me was his hair. Yeah, the it's bit the, where he like it's puts so, it down. It's it's like he's like auditioning for like a role in Good Charlotte or something it's like that. So sad. Rather than do the whole like spike it up. I, I, yeah. I if you give me tenant, give me give a me. Wig. Oh yeah, give me something. Give me a wig. I mean, he was growing his hair out because he was going to be doing uh, Richard the Second, which yeah. I actually saw him in Richard the Second. I remember every time he was promoting the crossover, he had this long hair. Oh, that was hideous. Oh, it was yeah. so rough, and it, he had like I think he even had a hairpiece that was like weaved in. And when oh. I got I got to have this because I'm doing I'm doing this this, yeah. this, this play, <laughs> and I remember just watching it going. Everything's so it's like it's it's like when you taste like store brand soda and you're like it's really close but there's this thing that i just can't i can't look past and for me a little bit too tiny as sad as it sounds it's the hair yeah the hair was what made because like you can see his age but it's it's the hair that really sort of like creates it why wouldn't you want to give me as close of a facsimile as you could unless it was just gonna be too tall because he had so much yeah. length, it would just look comical. But oh, I was just—it just made me a little sad. Yeah. But uh, Elizabeth says that she needs to plan war, and the Doctor has a face for war, and it's seen conflict. And he says, "Oh, I've seen conflict, but not with that face." And then he pops up and proposes to the Queen, to which she accepts, and he says, "Gotcha," because that's not ha- the real Queen. That she wouldn't say yes because she's a shape-shifting alien from outer space. And ding, he's got a machine that goes ding when it comes in contact with shape-shifting DNA and also downloads comics from the inter- uh, from the future because he doesn't know when to stop. Yep. Um, and uh, what are they, Zygons? Yeah, Zygons. So Big like, red suckery things. Good yeah, kisses. Good kissers, uh, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, all this stuff is is like right from the book of, of Tenant, and you're just yep. going okay the hair i can live with this this is this is fun yeah um because he just he just slides in back into it so easily and especially if you were sitting there kind of wrestling and, and there was the I mean, the debate was 10 or 11 which one mm. which one is it and it really wasn't like a 1a 1b and this was him going any of you who may be thinking it's 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 matt smith <laughs> let me remind you of a couple of things if i may this is also the doc like he's playing the doctor between the waters of mars and the end of time this is his like oh is this really? is his gal yeah this is his gallivanting event oh he talks he- about yeah mary's yeah, like Queen Elizabeth the, the first Queen, yeah yeah it's 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 a nice sort of remembrance that oh there's a reason that he's so on edge during this episode as well because bad things have happened and then if you include time lord victorious if you're me and like three people then you go oh it's even more serious now yeah i mean i don't know if he had that bombast that he has Mm. when he's time lord victorious where it's like unrepressed arrogance like he's which he couldn't be because you need him Mm. to be oh i love david Tennant, but you know he's uh but no, as far as the time, that's fine. That's fine. We can yeah. sort of uh, accept that. Um, but yeah, so he's he's just told the queen, you're not the queen, and I know you're not the queen because you're an alien. But it's not the queen. It's the horse. So the two of them run off, uh, and the doctor tells the queen that she needs to run to safety as her people need her, and she needs him alive for their wedding day because Virgin Queen's so much for history, which I thought was a nice a nice tenant line yeah which you know you can sort of play 
it always was this way and it was always yeah. the way it was supposed to go uh but it's 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 fun yeah and uh, the doctor uses his ding machine to track the Zygon while it goes after Liz. And he stumbles upon a rabbit who he thinks is Zygon and gives his, I'm the doctor from the constellation of Castebras and, and blah, blah, blah. And he's deflated because he realizes it's just a rabbit. A uh, tweet from 2013 <laughs> is the doctor monologuing to a rabbit, albeit a rather puppet looking rabbit. In hindsight, oh, it looks, looks like a rabbit. I think it's a real all. rabbit. I guess, I guess a totally legit rabbit. <laughs> That's the advantage of the 75 inch TV yeah. as opposed to what I had back then. Uh, I, I loved the, the <laughs> him trying to claim all his authority and then realizing yeah. two thirds of the way through, oh, you're just a real rabbit, aren't you? Yeah. Because it also makes sense because of how how arrogant he's become. It's like, oh, just monologue, and then I can yeah. stop him. I love that. Yeah. Uh, but the doctor comes upon Li Elizabeth lying on the floor, uh, confused. But there's two Lizzes. Who is who? And is the doctor can't decide which is the Zygon? Is this twins? Yes. Okay. This is twins. No, I think it's the. Oh, is it, I thought you meant is this the move like the movie twins? No, no. Ha have they cast twins for this role or is no, this special this effects? Is, I think it is it Gemma Redgrave. Um, she's in. Oh, she's in. I think it's Gavin and Stacey. It's something. Oh, okay. I think it's just. I think it's just visual effects. For the record, I think she's great in this. Oh yeah, she's fantastic. Yep. I, I want to see her in like more stuff because I haven't seen her other than this and like maybe maybe Gavin and Stacey if I'm correct. But she's good in it. And uh, as the Doctor can't decide who's a Zygon and who isn't, the Time Fisher opens up on his timeline and, and a Fez also drops out. So we go back to Eleven and Kate as she takes them further into the undergallery, saying that Elizabeth kept dangerous art that was too dangerous for civilians. And it's covered in, in stone dust on the floor from something that's been destroyed. And the Doctor interacts with Osgood and asks her to Alan... Alan, Alan analyze the stone dust that is a difficult word for me and as they go through the doctor spots affairs and he gets excited to clara's dismay but that doesn't matter because these 3d paintings have been broken from the inside and they don't have any figures in them at all but there used to be figures so something's gotten out and right as they start to think about what to do, the time fissure also opens up and the doctor's like no not now i'm busy if i'm and I, I like that so the Zygons came through. Is, is no one else able to see this? Well, now we've established it's like a mode of transport. Can't everybody get out of the time war just by coming through the painting? I think it's because the time war, like that, that itself is like just a slice of, uh, like it's just a straight up painting. Like it's not part of time itself. Then how did the Zygons get through? They, they had the paintings and they put themselves into the paintings. They put themselves into the paintings. Yeah. All right. It's, it gets explained later on, but it's like, uh, it's basically just a look at this clever thing. Isn't this a good idea? Because we need it for later. So I got it. Yeah. yeah. And um, the doctor remembers that this is where he comes in and throws his fez through the fissure and jumps into 10's time. And now it's time for the, everyone's favorite interaction, which is 10 and 11 as they compare Sonics and, and other things. Because, you know, regeneration, it's, it's a lottery. Okay, so I've got here from the tweet machine, <laughs> glorious, 11 meets 10, or is that 12 meets 11, question mark? <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think it's 10 meets 12. To, oh, no, it is 11 meets 12, because he would have regenerated at that point and then put his, it into the, his handy hand hand. 
yes. regeneration is confusing. Well, I'm basically going. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm basically just just lamp, lampooning the uh, the count based yeah. on the appearance of the war doctor and what that means. Going, well, it doesn't count if his name's not doctor. I'm like, I think it still applies to the rules of time lord regeneration. It's a whole thing. It's a thing. But yeah, eleven makes fun of ten's shoes, calling them sand shoes, and. Uh, 10 keeps 11 up to speed about what's going on with the Zygons and they tell Elizabeth to run in the opposite direction and then they both kiss 10. One of them was a Zygon. Big red rubbery things with suckers. Venom sucks in the tongue. And uh, it, does, can... it does seem like 11's a little uh, <laughs> a little jealous that 10's getting all yeah. the love. <laughs> I think it's just like, oh wow, I was really like this before. And the great part, I mean, uh, is that 11's, uh, while you're looking that up, 11 Sonic Screwdriver is bigger than 10's. And yeah. so a uh, tenant tells Smith that he's compensating for something, <laughs> which is, you know, <laughs> you, you, I mean, what we had was a, a screwdriver measuring contest, if you yeah. will. <laughs> so, you know, I, I appreciate the little, the little jibes that I imagine. Yeah. It's what we do. As fans, it's what you do. You, you you look at these little minutia of differences between them all, and we kind of go, let's position, let, let's let them have the debate the fans do. So what, that's, that's good, and that's fun. Um, it's nice. It's, it's the right amount of meta, I think, for this. Yep. And uh, Clara can still talk to them with the fissure open, and the doctors check to see if uh, they can travel back through. So uh, Eleven throws the fez, but it doesn't come back as they question where it went. And it went... To the War Doctor, and that's where we first saw the Fez. We see everything backwards, which I think is just a cool, a cool little detail. Because of course, these things are happening in three different strands of time, yeah. And the order they're presented to us in isn't necessarily the order they. Oh, it's not. They would all occur in their own. Oh, I'm, I'm just getting. Yeah, it's, my, yeah, it's my, crazy. My, my brain's turning into a pretzel, but you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And the War Doctor can also hear Clara and Kate talking as Kate goes off to find some old unit files from the 70s or 80s because they got the the, uh, the dates wrong, which is a, a, a very not-so-subtle jab at the fact that uh, they kind of forgot when uh, the third Doctor era takes place. Oh. So... Like the, uh, the the creators were like, it's at some point in time because sometimes it's the 70s, sometimes it's the 80s, and they just kind of forgot. But we also see a, a Zygon shadow in the background. Ooh. Ooh. So the 10 asks 11 what happens, but he doesn't remember. So they try to reverse the polarity, but it doesn't work because they're both reversing it. And it's a nice sort of, uh, not foreshadowing, but uh, rule that we find out that there's no way that they can remember it because it's yep. too early in their time stream. And then the war doctor appears with the Fez to 11 and uh, 10's horror. And they want to know why is he here? And he says, he's looking for the doctor and he's definitely come to the right place. And the war doctor thinks that 10 or 11 are the doctor's companions because they're just getting younger all the time. And, they introduce themselves as the doctor and he's shocked about it, that these are his future selves. And he starts to walk closer and they just uh, jump back a bit and point their sonics at him. And he's all confused as to why, because they're just scientific pieces of equipment, not swords. But before anything else can happen, the queen's army encircle them because the queen is bewitched. And the soldiers are scared by the witchcraft of the time fisher as the doctor gets Clara to pretend to be a witch and tells the prattling mortals to uh, clear off. And then uh, the doctor explains the situation to Clara's timey wimey, which the war doctor doesn't like. And Ten just goes, I don't know where he picks that up. 
Yes. Which I think is cute. Yeah. A tweet. Tendonized knowledge of timey wimey. Also, the war doctor is rather funny, as it turns out, um, <laughs> because he'd previously said, so I'll put them down. What are you going to do? Assemble a cabinet out of me? And I'm like, <laughs> assemble a cabinet? Indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was because we got seen, we got shown this really heavy doctor wearing yeah. the, you know, I, 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 I guess the version we see him in in the time stream from the night of the doctor. Am I saying that right? Is that what it was called? Uh, oh, the it's the the name the name of the doctor. I think yeah. The name of the doctor. It's it's, it's one of the of the doctor. Yeah, it's the name because okay. it's the, the whole, na- oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, the name of the doctor. Yeah. Um, is I guess we're seeing that one after he's done what he's done. Yeah, yeah. So he this heaviness, and then you kind of see this guy who's actually a, a bit funny and is kind of poking all the all the mistakes uh and maybe this is maybe this is a, a meta commentary on what classic who fans think of oh definitely of like, of like the modern doctors yeah but it was it, it was it was really quite um i i enjoyed this generational humor more than yeah. one generation we're talking like two or more generations between them so oh, yeah. yeah like 50 years between there are people that like must have been adults when they saw it and they're now watching it uh, when this comes I'm just out, trying to figure it's, out it's a whole thing you know um, um john hurt must have been must have been in the 70s when he's doing this i think so and matt yeah. smith i don't know if matt smith is much he's probably floating around 30 when this takes I place. think he's either teetering on 30 or he's just turned. Yeah. 30. So about 40 years, I get by my yeah. rough estimations between yeah. them. So there's a lot of humor you can do with that when you're so far past someone else's experience. Mm. But Elizabeth comes back and says that, uh, and we don't know which one says that the, the doctors will be taken to the tower of London. And the 11 loves this because Kate also realizes that the doctor's plan is uh, in her office, which is the tower of London. And in their cell, Eleven starts to write down something for Clara and Kate to find. And the war doctor begins to scan the door while Eleven, uh, Ten wants to know why they're all here, what put them together. And then we go back to Osgood as she starts to panic because she realizes why the statues have been destroyed and smashed because the creatures from the paintings, the Zygons needed somewhere to hide. And she says this out loud. So the Zygons start to turn around and reveal themselves. Yeah. Osgood is not clever. Yeah, I've gotten my notes. I'm kind of confused as to why the sucker faces hid under the sheets. Uh, I, you know what it's for? It's that we can have this realization. But if you're as, yeah. I don't understand why you're hiding underneath the sheets. I think it's so they can slowly get through because at this Let's point, just they've wait now for se- someone to stumble yeah. up. I guess uh. they've now secretly gotten Kate. I think it's so that they can then like wrap them up like Kate and then just put them underneath. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's for us. And uh, for Osgood, us, yeah. Osgood runs away and is cornered by a Zygon that turns into her, demanding her and Haley being like, oh, I hate having a defect. You're right. I also would have wanted to be your sister. But uh, Osgood uses her massive scarf to pull the Zygon underneath from its feet and she gets away and gets her inhaler that will come in. uh, Yeah, the rules of this are kind of weird. Like apparently clothing will be copied, but not any accessories within the clothing. Yeah, because she gets the glasses as well. So does she? There you go. Yeah, she does. Yeah. But but doesn't count for inhalers and doesn't count for knives around thighs. Yeah, it's it's fast and loose mm-hmm. because the Zygons have been used like three times in total. Two of those times have been in the revival. Yep. So the the rules are sort of 
unknown. But Kate and Clara are on their way to the Black Archive, and it's the highest security bunker on the planet, and employees get their memory wiped each time they leave, even the security guard who thinks it's his first day despite working there for 10 years. I've been to the Black Archive. It's really cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know um, nothing about it. At Time Fracture, they have their own little, because um, it's Unit HQ, they, they have their own Black Archive that you can see all the different props, which are some of the ones that are used in the episode, uh, just scattered around. And it's it's nice and cool. There's a massive canine that is probably dead, and that's upsetting. Hmm. But the archive and the entire tower is TARDIS-proof, and we learn that Clara's been here before, and she just had a memory wiped, and Kate says there could... If uh, they have to forget her, there would be disastrous consequences. And deep in the archive, we see Jack's old time vortex manipulator. But Unit doesn't have the code because the Doctor knew that Unit had it, but wouldn't give it to them because, you know, time could be very poor, very badly affected. And at the same time... Is this where she uh, says we can't allow the Americans the opportunity to rewrite history? You've seen their movies. Is that a shot of a Doctor Who film? maybe yeah i like to think it is there is um in the black archive they wanted to have um this isn't this isn't the tv movie but they wanted to have a poster uh in the black archive um that was uh doctor who the movie basically saying like oh unit used this film as a cover-up of like something that happened years ago and in the expanded novelization that stephen moffat did a couple years ago um book version he basically was able to put that in there because they couldn't they couldn't get the rights to having the poster there because it was owned by like Universal or NBC. And they would like they basically said, you're going to have to pay a lot of money if you want it. So they just didn't bother, mm. which is a shame because it was it was a piece of Doctor Who history. But it's nice that it kind of got its its reference uh, like four years later. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's, I've decided that's my uh, that's my that's my tweet from the past sort of uh, comment here. <laughs> so tweet from the past. Uh, 2013 me would like to ask. Uh, uh, what was I? I'm confused as to why the red suckers take Clara to the vortex manipulator, explains what it does, and then turns their back so she can escape. I have no idea. <laughs> this is the let's show her how she can get out of the situation, and then allow her to do exactly that. I swear the I think the excuse they give is oh I just get so into character when I'm blah I'm on okay sure that was r- that was so dumb yeah they found the the what well, the doctor's been etching because it's the base coordinates uh, the base code for any uh, time vortex manipulator and at the same time though the unit zygons arrive and Kate gives up that she's a psychon and has the most putrid transformation ever but it's so well done. She just vomits up red and gets a little suckers and then just explodes into a Zygon. Uh, but in that second that they turn their backs for some reason, Clara grabs the vortex manipulator, uses the activation code, travels away, and we just go back to the doctors. And the war doctor says that he could destroy the door if he scanned it over centuries. And then he asks why the other doctors look at him with such fear and disgust and the moment tells them that it's in their history for them and tells them uh, him to ask how many children on Gallifrey the day it burned. Now, of course, the moment can't be seen by the ever two. Yeah. So he comes off like he's been mad the whole time. Yeah. And Eleven says that he has no idea. He doesn't even remember how old he is. He just sort of lies. He thinks about 1200, just 400 years older than the war doctor. And he never bothered because what would be the point? But 10 knows and it's 2.47 billion 
because he did count and tense horrified that 11 forgot but he just says he moved on moved on from where the 10 wants to know where where he's going and 11 says you don't want to know spoilers yeah this is very much just time with both characters um yeah. 10 and his just incredible inability to forgive himself yeah. and then 11's kind of almost childlike um pretending bad things can't happen and don't happen yeah because at this point he's lost he's lost a lot he's lost the pawns he's lost clara at least a couple dozen times <laughs> uh he's he's at this point he thinks river's dead he doesn't think he's ever seeing river again yep. he says he's haunted by her ghost so he's 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 moved on he's gra- had to grieve so much that gallifrey doesn't feel like uh, it deserves it anymore yep and the war doctor doesn't know who these men are but the moment says they're him the man who regrets and the man who forgets and the moment says that the time's coming when he'll have to choose and all he says is no and obviously they can't see that he's talking to the moment so 11 finds it funny because he just says this is what it's like when he's alone and then the moment gives the war doctor a little hint that they all have the same screwdriver 400 years apart but they're all the same device so if they scan the door by the time it finished 11 would be able to use his sonic to disintegrate the door and in four seconds 400 years is done it's complete and they celebrate their cleverness and then clara bursts through the door because it was unlocked three versions of the doctor and they never bothered to try the door because it should have been locked common courtesy yeah uh i think 2013 me was uh less than thrilled with this version of it and instead was just asking any chance of an eccleston cameo you know complete the circle i uh, didn't really pay any attention to uh oh it's it's just bill and ted logic in it so if yeah. we just if we if, if we promise that we'll do that then it'll be there when we are oh, dude and then it ended up not being needed for anything um cute and i i I think Clara interacting with the three of them is a really important thing yeah. because she can sort of allow a two on two uh, sort of thing to, to happen in various places or give us when they get a little bit too self-indulgent, she represents us, I guess. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it got better. It, it was, it's really weird to me to say this. An episode was so much that, that I, so many actors that I like, but, <laughs> but it really needed Clara to show up here yeah it's strange uh but elizabeth then enters and says it's time for the doctors to see what will happen to earth because they love it so much and osgood meanwhile finds that kate's been held captive by zygon gunk and kate's horrified because if the zygons have control of the black archive then the planet will be destroyed and elizabeth uh meanwhile tells the doctors and clara that the zygons lost their planet during the first days of the time war and need earth to continue and then we see how the zygons are transferred into the paintings through a stasis cube which suspends animation in which is suspended animation in time uh which 11 says is like copper soups but not like copper soups forget he said copper soups and uh they they go into the painting uh during uh ye olden times until and they wait until the planet's worth conquering and then they can break out and invade when they want to and ten's like well you know elizabeth you you smell and you've got yucky hair and your breath is bad and you're ugly and that's how i know you're not the real elizabeth because the real elizabeth isn't stupid enough to reveal her own plan but it isn't her plan but she is the real elizabeth and the doctor then immediately back trip paddles and says, well, at the time, I think I needed to say that because of uh, who I thought you were. 
but she killed the Zygon in the forest because while she's a weak and feeble woman, the Zygon was also a weak and feeble woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think there's a joke in here because, you know, if Clara says it, then then, then I think we, we, we've got an issue. Um, when Elizabeth says it, she's speaking to what the perception was at that time. So yeah, uh, I, I, I really do hate it when... Um, when series uh try to correct uh things that were of its time um and so this is a joke it's it's, it's all this is and uh and it's it's funny especially hearing you know the most powerful woman in in, in the world probably (laughs) at the point refer to her as a a weak and feeble woman so yeah a a fun little joke and then she uh she asked the doctors for their service but before they can do anything it's wedding time to which the only person who seems to be excited for this is Clara. And the war doctor asks Eleven if this is a common occurrence. And he says, yeah, it does start to happen. <laughs> which is a fun, I think, <laughs> like that commentary of the young yeah. doctors always being in romantic <laughs> triangles and things. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the doctor says, oh, well, he'll be right back, but he isn't. And the thing that's incredible about this is the payoff to that line happened in 2007 during the uh, series three episode, The Shakespeare Code, when Elizabeth appears at the end of the episode, much older and angrier and demands that Ten meet needs to be killed for his actions. So him and Martha have to yeah. run and escape. And that's how it ends. And I like that. It's a loose end that has had like, we've seen it completely backwards. And I find that fantastic. It's such a Doctor Who thing. Because yep. it's, it, it's such a little joke, but they actually make it pay off plot wise. And I like that. But then the doc- the other doctors and Clara all enter Ten's TARDIS, and uh, because they're all the different doctors, the TARDIS is confused about making the desktop the right one, and it keeps changing. And we see the round things. Oh, whatever happened to the round things? What were the round things? And, and they then all, it turns. They all admit yeah. they have no idea what they were. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, it turns into Eleven's desktop because that's the the easiest one for the crew. And Ten doesn't like it. He says the the second Doctor thing of, oh, you've redecorated. Don't like it. And uh, Clara then tells them that the Zygons are in the Black Archive, to which they all turn their heads because they, they know what that is. And then we, we go to the Black Archive and we see several Doctor Who references. We see River's shoes from the uh, Angels double episode in series five, her big red shoes. We see the Magna Clamps from Rose's final episode in series two. And um, as the Zygons celebrate, there's also, I think, the the like the Doctor's ghost detector kit that he wears on his back as well from uh, the same episode. Oh, okay. I missed all these. Yeah, and as the as the Doctor celebrates, as the Zygons celebrate the victory, the real Kate and Osgood burst in and have a stalemate. So the Zygons turn into their counterparts. We've got two Osgoods, two Kates, and two of the the other guy that we don't know it have a name for and arcade sets off a five minute timer for a nuclear warhead to go off and destroy london to save the world from the zygons but 11 calls through using the brigadier's old phone to the tardis and pleads with her not to use the nuke because 10 says that that was that's a decision she'll never be able to live with but they can't land but the war doctor says oh we don't need to cup of soup so there, uh, Eleven calls our mate from the beginning and tells him to take the uh, no more painting into the Black Archive. The two Kates bicker over whether they live or die as we see no more featuring the Doctors and Clara. And the Doctors use their sonics to blast Daleks through the painting and enter the Black Archive as the music swells and goes slow motion for a second. 
and then they introduce themselves and apologize about the Dalek. So hang on, let me check on this. How'd they get into the painting? Uh, the stasis cube. The stasis cube. Yeah. Okay. So they create the painting, um, get it sent to the National Gallery, because that's the one that uh, Elizabeth has. Okay. So they go into that painting. Elizabeth eventually gets it sent to the National Gallery, and then the doctor calls them before they go into the, uh, the stasis painting to get it sent to the Black Archive. All right. All right. I think it holds up. Um, yeah. Uh, and now they're there. Yeah. And Eleven wants to know what Kate's doing. And Kate says, well, how many times has the doctor uh, killed millions to save billions? And the doctor says once and made him someone he doesn't know who he is. He sh- Ten he sh- even says. He should have corrected and said, actually, I've, yeah. ki- I've killed billions. I'll have you I've know. Billions. <laughs> to save trillions. To save trillions. <laughs> and Ten says, you know, he knows what he did was wrong. So Ten and Eleven are going to make sure that Kate does it right. And the doctors are going to use the memory erasers that they use for uh, the employees. Uh, so no one knows who's human or Zygon, and they can make a peace treaty that's fair for both parties. And then uh, everyone forgets. And as it counts down from five, four, three, the two Kates say, stop the countdown. And then it, then it works. But one of the Osgoods coughs and the real Osgood gives her, her inhaler. So it's, it's over. I guess. Well, the two of them, and then she goes, shush. And I guess they agree. They're not going to tell everybody else. Cause I guess there's yeah. this idea that we need someone that works best for, for both. And isn't this a beautiful compromise? So let's make yeah. sure that we, that we know this. And we will, we will come back to that later. Hang on. In like three weeks. If you've erased, if you've erased my memory. Yeah. Haven't you also erased my memory of knowing that, uh, um i think it's short term only it's basically how short term i don't i don't know it's tight whatever the sonic decided yeah like, because it seems that she goes oh i forgot if i'm a human but i do remember the rules about the fact that i have the inhaler yeah. means that i am human <laughs> which she only found out in the last hour yeah yeah but uh clara looks at the board of different people who have come to the black archive and one of them susan the doctor's granddaughter from the first episode there's a lot of susan love in this episode oh is that that true i totally makes me really happy yeah and uh the war doctor is sitting in the corner drinking tea and clara and he talk and she says that 11 always talks about the 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 day that he did it and she says that she doesn't think the war doctor would but she says that 11 regrets it deeply and he asks how many worlds that his regret has helped save because of it. And he says, well, I've got young eyes, but it's time to, to grow up. And he's seen all he's needed to, and the, the moment has come and he's ready. And Clara then asks who he's talking to, but as she looks back, he's disappeared back to his time with a big red button. Yep. No more Time Lords, no more Daleks. And the War Doctor says he was sure when he came, uh, he was sure when he came into uh the the shack that there was no other way and uh the moment says what about the men he'll become and he says well he thinks they're extraordinary and they're him but he's not the doctor because great men he says are forged in fire it's the privilege of lesser men to light the flame and he's going to light the flame and the moment then stops him and tells him that the sound of the tardis brings hope to everyone uh, everywhere it goes anyone who hears it anyone who hears it and then the doctor the the tardis can be heard as 10 and 11 step out of their respective tardises with with clara in the background 
and uh, they've come to be there for him because uh, they shouldn't be here but because it's time locked but something's led them through this one time <laughs> um i will say this like like tenants were in the coat yeah now like like they're they're properly like they are themselves and all the tardises like yeah. you know yeah th- everything's three for one um i really like that uh i really liked john hurt and his whole you know the regret yeah how has that made him better and i'm going oh that's a point yeah that's a point um so yeah um i'll just i'll just i'll just throw back to you yeah yeah uh, and the war doctor says he wants them to go back to be the doc that he could never be and 11 and 10 say that they pretended he wasn't the doctor but he was always the doctor he was the doctor when it was impossible to get it right but now he doesn't have to do it alone and they all make a vow that there's no hatred in what they do, and it's because there is no other way. And Clara looks at Eleven with just sadness and horror because she could never imagine her doctor being the one to do it. And the moment lets them see what's happening at Arcadia at a projection of time, and they witness the horror before them as the people the doctor will burn just run between them fleeing hoping for some kind of safety and 11 and 10 believe there's there's nothing they could ever do they, they either save the universe or destroy their people and clara then says to 11 that if he's forgotten who he truly is he needs to do what he's always done which is be a doctor because his name was a promise never to be cruel or cowardly never give up or give in and the doctors watch as all the children are huddled in the street in fear and pain. And then Eleven says that he's had 400 years to think about it and he changes his mind. He sonics the big red button away. And uh, despite the fact that there are billions of billions of Daleks, they don't know that there are three doctors. And the doctors celebrate as the war doctor thanks Bad Wolf Girl for giving him this idea to tend shock. And I like how they do it. So we see. The doctors, uh, the 10th doctor confused as uh, the moment is behind him. And then we go back to him when he says, did you say bad wolf girl? And then she's gone. Yep. It's nice. It's sad. And um, the plan is that because the Daleks are firing on the planet from all angles, if the planet disappears, the Daleks will destroy themselves in the crossfire, making it look like the Daleks and all of Gallifrey was destroyed and the war was ended and Gallifrey will be frozen like a painting. So Levin sends a message to the Gallifrey High Council and also 10 and the War Doctor and the leaders horrified and the TARDISes are positioned around Gallifrey and they're going to freeze it in a single moment in time in a pocket universe. Gallifrey will be lost in another universe, and whilst they wouldn't have anything, the Doctor says they'll have hope. And the, they're confused. They're saying this calculation will take hundreds of years, but the Doctor says it's okay because they started a very long time ago. You could say they were doing it for all their lives. And then we see one, then two, then three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then after all 12 of them, no, sir. All 13, we get our first glimpse at Peter Capaldi and the, his beautiful eyebrows. The, the angry eyebrows of Peter oh, Capaldi. It was great. I, I mean, moving the story, I mean, you could yeah. ask where's 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, because again, it's a pot. If, if, thir- if 13 can come back for it, certainly. Yeah. But this is really our just a, an opportunity for us to go, oh my God. Yeah. And I, th- I think it does make sense, though, because obviously his doctor, 12's doctor, will be about trying to find Gallifrey afterwards and what happens there. So I think you can, 
you can you can give that a little bit of leeway. Well, okay, hang on, because if, you, if you're going to push back, yeah. I'm going to push back. Oh yeah, and go. Okay, so if you're um, Jody Whitaker's doctor, you're just going. Oh, everybody was doing that thing. <laughs> nah, I don't think I'll go. <laughs> I could. I've got. I've got. I've got the capacity to. I seem to recall. I didn't. I didn't show up. They'll be all right. I'm going to give an excuse, and it's a really lame excuse. I think it's been one that I've been giving myself for like for years now, which is at this point in time, uh, the doctor only has those 13 regenerations. So he's not been given the gift of like his extended life to then turn into, I don't know. Wait, wait, no, because 12 is the extended one. Capaldi's the gift. Yeah. Yeah. Capaldi's the gift. Yep. What am I saying? I don't know. I, don't know. I th- I'm going to say this is 2013. Jodie Whittaker didn't exist yet. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, there's like a, like when we get later on, I say, oh, what about this one? But again, but this is about, I mean, I'm just, I'm talking about in universe, whatever. But if you're, if you're yeah. the BBC and you're celebrating the history and the future of Doctor yeah. Who, this is what this is. And this is great. Yeah. This is the, the passing of torch because we will we'll get Capaldi very soon at that point. And uh, the Daleks know something. They increase their firepower, and the Doctors then lock Gallifrey away, saving it as a there's a massive explosion, and we get eleven shouting Geronimo, ten shouting Alon Z, and uh, war- the Warthog being very fed up, just saying, "Oh, for God's sake, Gallifrey stands!" And the time war's finally over, and the da- the Daleks are wiped out. Kind of, I guess. We never know. It's the same logic when they got rid of the uh, Weeping Angels in the one where they just remove a TARDIS and they all stare at each other. Yeah. It's the same logic. Uh, I yeah. guess. I mean, it's one of those things where what's going to happen? Oh, hang on. We're going to explain everything to you. So we go, <laughs> it worked. All right. Yeah. And a trio of doctors and Clara celebrating the natural national gallery with a cup of tea. And they, they look at the Gallifrey's full painting as uh, 10 wonders, what it's actually called. Some say no more or Gallifrey falls. And they wonder how it got there. Cause they don't know. And, the war doctor starts his goodbye as 10 and 11 finally learn to accept him and love him. And he won't remember it, though, the, the, that he tried to save Gallifrey. But he says, for, for now, in this moment, he's the doctor again. And he thanks his future selves and heads to his TARDIS and, and flies away before also being like, which one's mine? <laughs> which was cute. And um, his journey with the time war was complete. He's running a, a little bit uh, ragged for wear. And he can finally regenerate and turns into nine, hoping his ears are less conspicuous. And we get a single JPEG of of Christopher Eccleston's smile, I guess, as he then regenerates because we can't see him fully. Yeah, and then we just cut back to 10. So there was, when, when all the TARDISes are showing up, there is something of Eccleston. I'm guessing it's just some footage they had. Yeah, it's basically like a still image, I guess, that they overlay over him as he then turns. Yeah, because I'm not talking about the bit where they all line up, because that's obviously just still. Oh stuff. yeah, yeah, just when he when he regenerates. When he, when he not even that when he shows up when they're all showing up before Capaldi and his eyebrows show. Up, oh yeah, that's just a, that's a clip. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it must just be a clip because I was sitting yeah. there going, "Are we going to get like even a second of Eccleston?" And you kind of did, kind of didn't, in the sense that it's not new footage, um, and we didn't hear his voice or anything like that, which. We get him saying, oh, for my next trick. And I think it's literally oh, a clip we? from like, oh, a, okay. it's like a clip from an episode, I yeah. think, that they just repurposed. But they did that with some of the other ones, too. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, I mean, we'll talk about that, but that's kind of the, the, the black yeah. cloud over this episode. But, you yeah. know, um, 
yeah out uh, uh the the regeneration has taken place and we get for that purpose then how recent uh eccleston's regeneration must be when he shows up in rose yeah and uh ten also says that you know he won't remember either and he wants to know where where they're going and eleven admits that he says it's trendsal where they're buried the the war of millions and ten is thankful that his future is in uh safe hands but they need a new destination because he doesn't want to go and then he leaves which eleven says he says that a lot which is brilliant because i think he yeah. loved that his last line was i don't want to go yeah. and he went whatever we do we finish with that line so we can that yeah. can remain undisturbed love it oh it's great it's fantastic and then clara heads uh, into the tardis letting the doctor be alone with painting and his thoughts and she tells him that there was an old man looking for him oh by the, the way there's an old man looking for you yeah. oh jeez this is that was so poorly written yeah and he's alone with the thoughts and the doctor ponders his future saying we could be a uh, the great curator when he retires and then we just hear a voice say i really think you might yep. and it's not just any voice it's tom baker old and wise and retired because the doctor says uh, 11 says he doesn't forget a face and the curator knows he doesn't and he might even come back to see a few old faces that's the that's the line that's where yeah so yeah. you know that suggests it's in his future to see old faces yeah so wouldn't that be something if moffat and whoever had an idea where like the 15 year plan was yeah and ran with it and nobody told chibnall <laughs> <laughs> it was really sad actually chibnall did say i think they're gonna um he, he was like i think russell t davies is gonna completely ignore my timeless child arc and that's really upsetting um but you know what doctor who hey, ignores so many things ryan johnson did it to jj abrams i mean anything's and then so jj so did it right back <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't think Ryan really had a choice. He was left on such a cliffhanger. He was like, let's go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah right. Like, Luke, <laughs> Luke's, Luke's already in. Like, this is turning into the the, the uh, Ethan defends the last Jedi to his dying wish. Yeah. Luke was already like an old hermit man hiding away. Like, what reason is he uh, in exile? Who knows? But, but, <laughs> here yeah. we go. Um, the curator then asks him what he thinks of the title because everyone's wrong. It's not two titles, it's one. Gallifrey Fools No More. It didn't fall. It worked. But he's only a humble curator. How could he know? But where is it? Lost. Shh. He's Tom Baker's just having a great time, just being so, yeah. so crackhead energy. He's just got, he's still got the energy. It's fantastic. And he says the doctor has a lot to do, and Eleven's excited. Is this his quest to find Gallifrey? And the curator says uh, he can only do say what he'd do if he was him, but perhaps he was him or he was him. Perhaps it doesn't matter because who knows? who knows and he says who and then he yeah. taps his nose on nose yeah, yeah it's because it's doctor who's nice uh, something that i think is really uh nice is tom baker does a lot of big finish audios as the fourth doctor but recently uh they did an audio for unit i think where tom baker reprises his role as the curator oh okay basically signifying that he is the doctor okay or like the one of the final uh regenerations i think uh colin baker's also done a similar um curator role as well so they're, they're definitely leaning into it very recently which is nice 
But back in uh, the, uh, the Doctor's I mean, TARDIS 11... Oh. This did open a bunch of things, though. We're going, so what does this mean? Because they've sort of established yeah. as canon now that, uh, or at least teased us with canon, that mm. um, Baker... Um, sorry, that the Doctor will end up returning as a, this curator mm. role. Uh, I don't know if character is the right word, but role. And so what that means then is... Um, Oh, I've just lost myself. Uh, yeah, so what does that mean as far as, is, is there an end point for that? Now, granted, this can be thousands, millions of years, or well, billions yeah. of years, as it turns out, in the future, and beyond the scope of what we do. Because if you're going to tell that story, however long or short it may be, uh, you're on a ticking clock there. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, it, it was an interesting, I remember... I remember everything between Twitter and everything being a buzz at that point. Oh, my mom went crazy because she was like, oh, my God, it's Tom Baker, because that was her, her doctor growing up. So it was it was a character. You didn't think you'd, you didn't think you'd see them because no. they're obviously older and rounder and bolder. Yep. So you don't expect to see them. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to see Colin Baker uh, don the suit, his costume again, which is a shame. But, you know, he's. He's older and he hasn't got his curly little hair, but he's, he's still got the voice. So we get big finish. And that's uh, I think that's a fair trade-off at this point, but uh, the doctor's back in his TARDIS and he, he ponders what Clara asks about his dreams. And he says he dreams about where he's going and, but he has a new destination, the same as anyone's. And it takes lifetimes, but finally he knows where he's always been going home, the long way around. And we see all the doctors looking up at the sky uh, together looking at each other and they they see Gallifrey and we fade out and get title credits and a beautiful rendition of the Doctor Who theme and as we go through we see the faces of all the doctors and it 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 ends and it's nice and sweet and then if you were watching this in um in 2013 if you turn to BBC3 you'd see the Doctor Who 50th celebration live show uh which had the worst choices of uh, panelists with a phone-in call from One Direction that went so horribly, Matt Smith and Stephen uh, Moffat got drunk visibly on television because of how poorly it went. It was a car crash. All right, so I got some stuff here. Uh, I've got, uh, what do we have here from the live tweets? I, I've skipped a bunch of them, which is fine. Uh, big. I was a big fan of Tom Baker's cameo. Uh, oh, I've got. Is anyone else screaming profanities at the changes they're making? I did not like the idea that Gallifrey was 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 resurrected. Wow. I like the guilt. I like the weight. I like the irony of the man who saves everybody being mm. doing the impossible. It just felt like this went clean our hands. All right, everything's okay. Let's go find Gallifrey. Um. See, I'm I'm fine. I think back then I was like, oh, okay, because my my big fear uh, then was that Twelve's uh, arc was going to be about finding Gallifrey. Yeah, which I'm thankful it didn't it didn't become. Uh, but I'm gonna they play so fast and loose with Gallifrey they being do. there and being not now. Like even when they the stuff they did with um, Timothy Dalton in the End of Time, I think it was called. Yeah, 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 like that whole thing where it's sort of back into hell, Rassilon. Like you know, <laughs> I was like, okay, so it's sort of like a set of some sort of stasis where it both is and isn't here. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, I've got lots of thoughts about the uh, after party. 
Um, for instance, I've got the after party calls the 50th anniversary episode, the greatest episode of Doctor Who ever. <laughs> Hyperbole much? <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question. We do get Amy Pond after all. It's at the after party, but I'll still take it. <laughs> uh, so there's a social media zone where they talk to people face to face. I thought that was quite ironic in that regard there. Yeah. Um, oh, a lot of doubles here. Uh, any irony that there's a ridiculously embarrassing time gap between the London and LA feeds on a show about time travel? Oh, it was, oh, it was so painful. It was like a 20 second delay. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. I forgot all about this actually until you mentioned it. I just decided to keep scrolling. I don't uh, know why they had one direction because I don't think they were like, they knew anything about Doctor Who either. I think they were just confused. I think it was the idea of here's something br- also British yeah. that is really popular. So if we link us to them, <laughs> it'll grow our fan base. That's not oh, how that works. It, it, it's, not, it's not happening. You and me got a whole. It's a shame we didn't have that song out for another, like three years. Yeah. Because that would have perfect. Also, yeah. I, I, I forgot to, when I watched this because I watched this at home. Um, I had a massive uh, celebration spread. So we had fish fingers and custard for it. We had jammy dodges. We had jelly babies. Uh, we had little Dalek cookies. Like we went all out. Um, I was the only one that had the fish fingers and custard. I stand by that. They just take, they just tasted vanilla. Cause the, 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 uh, the custard overpowers everything. Yeah. The, the fish tasted nothing. Okay. Uh, but no, that was, that was the day of the doctor and sort of also night of the doctor and a little bit of the after party as well yep but yeah no what what did we think after after that um i mean you kind of got a view these in their own thing this is an event it's a television event Mm -hmm. it's not so much a oh if you break this down to a story it's actually quite poor Uh, oh yeah it's just a bunch of excuses to get the band together and that's great and that is mm. great. But um, yeah, cohesive narrative. This was not. It was a pocket full of moments as, as, as all of us was. I was in a play once uh, and uh, I we were, I remember sitting there on dress rehearsal night and a few of us went to a local pub and we went, this is a bad show. <laughs> and we went, what are we going to do about this? And I remember going, it's a play of moments is what this is. So well, as, as a whole, this thing makes no sense, but individually there are moments that we can give enjoyment and entertainment to an audience. Who's at least willing to laugh at this point here. Yeah. And uh, I think that's kind of what this was. Not that it was bad, but it, it just didn't have any, any real, I mean, there's some some great bits. I mean, I thought the bit where they wiped everybody's memory was from a different episode. Obviously, I was wrong. That's a great again later as well. That's a great end arc to a story. Uh, It just it it was so muddled. It's interesting because that that uh, Zygon story basically creates its own story at like three years time. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Yeah. but Mm. it's. Yeah, it's just, you can't have an episode where the three doctors just hang out. They have to be there to do yeah. something, but you also have to give them enough time that the fans get what they want and get the fan service out of that. And yeah. so it's hard to do either one of them really, really well. I mean, for what they did, probably the best that you could have hoped for. But um, yeah, as far as, is it, is it a is it a story that holds its own? Absolutely not. It's three different stories. Like, it is three different stories. Because I like the idea that we open up on the Doctor in a mid-adventure. 
Yep. But obviously we need to conclude that adventure as well. So that it's really difficult because I know David Tennant loved the Zygons and this is basically his deepest request ever since he was the Doctor is I want the Zygons in an episode with me. So he, he gets his wish fulfillment. He gets to have the Zygons. Um, I don't know if Zygons are 50th special material. I mean, I'm glad they didn't do Daleks. Oh, it yeah, I don't been, like oh, Daleks and Cybermen. Another Dalek. I could love a Cybermen, but uh, it's got to be something low threat enough that, you know, you can just kind of, yeah, you know, focus on what you need to focus on, which is the doctors themselves. Mm. I mean, there's a lot going on here. There's the destruction of Gallifrey. There's the doctor's guilt over Gallifrey. There's the Zygon threat there's whatever's going on with with queen elizabeth as she dips in and out of that storyline there's there's a lot going on and uh you know it was it it was an event i i left feeling wow and that's kind of dr who's awesome which is kind of what you're yeah that's what you're supposed to do um if you're naming your list of well i don't think when you're naming your list of great episodes this one comes to mind because it doesn't feel like an episode it feels like not that it feels non-canon because it, it, it kind of is canon but it's kind of not canon it just it just it's such a big thing it's a big like, thing that sort of stands unto itself yeah. it's almost like yeah. a pocket universe like everything still counts <laughs> but you kind of go on big stories like this is not really a story so it's not one that would ever jump out at me it's it, it's a theme park ride is what it is yeah which is a thing and i've always, i've gone back and forth for for years whether or not i like the 50th or not i i right now in this moment in time i like the 50th i yeah. like what it represents i like what it does because this is this is a character study this is weirdly enough this episode centers around a doctor that we've never seen before he's the so best we part. Get, ironically yeah. he's the best part of it yeah and i yeah. I, I do like that we get to after all these after 50 years we get to look back and dissect the doctor in a way that we haven't done properly in a long time and yeah it does it does reverse the status quo and it makes her Gallifrey's back and we'll see how long it actually lasts because it's only like a couple of years before they do anything massive with Gallifrey again. Yep. Um, but all things considered, I think what it has to do and also the absolute hell they went through to get there, I'm, I am impressed by its final product. Like it, do, it, feels, it feels so cinematic and I would have loved to have been in a cinema uh when a lot of those big moments happened because they they were they they were they were fantastic they were great spectacles and that final the final 10 minutes when all the doctors are piloting and we get to see them from the past and present and the, the closure it's it is nice and it really is a cherry on the top for what is such a cultural icon of of uk pop culture yeah uh, so I guess there's the, the usual favorites and uh, grumbles. So fa- what's your, what's your favorite moment or element? My favorite element is, I was about this, is the idea that both Tennant and Smith, I mean, although Smith does get featured more than Tennant does, for the most yeah. part, they allow themselves to become side characters and let, and in a sense, they are the companions yeah. for, for, for the war doctor and let him take the shine uh, we were talking about in our Batman Real Roundtable, which will release, if you listen to this, it released yesterday. Um, mm. We talked about Batman versus Superman. 
<laughs> and how they both kind of play side characters when Wonder Woman shows up and let her have a shine for the 10 minutes she's in the film. Um, it's kind of like that, but but obviously better because they yeah. got to be two sides of the same coin. You know, the young, silly doctors who were all loved up. And you've got, you know, even their catchphrases. And he goes, oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> I like the crotchety war doctor. And yeah. I like how the ever two let him have his chance to shine in his one episode he'll ever get. It's it's somewhat similar. I like all of that. I, I this is weird for me to say because I don't like Eleventh uh, Doctor era Clara. I think she gets better with the twelfth. Absolutely, really, she does. Yeah, I really like the inclusion of Clara in this episode because she she has a presence oh. and she actually I think she adds to that weight of what the Doctor represents because she she is the audience vessel. She's saying, "Oh, I know the Doctor is this and happy and all that." So. I don't want it. Well, obviously, we don't want to see the doctor. Our favorite doctors commit a genocide. Oh, I did. Oh, that's interesting. Really? Yeah, I did. I did. I can explain oh, that. But you can't do that for a 50th. That's the thing. I think any other yeah, episode, enough, any other enough. episode, but when it's that celebration, obviously, yeah. you need a you need a happy end. Because I thought the part where they came out and said, you don't have to do this alone. I thought oh, that was so powerful. Oh, that, that was a beautiful moment. Mm. And the idea that we, look, we carry the guilt and we carry the weight. Let us carry the act as well with us. We won't remember mm. it anyway, but let us be here with you on the day that we couldn't before. I, I was like, man, that's powerful. And we were okay. I remember there being a lot of backlash when the 50th came about because Clara was like just a handful of episodes in. And yeah. you're kind of going, she's not big enough for this moment. And she done half a series. You could have talked about, you know, is this is this a Martha Jones moment? Is this uh you know you know me, I was dying for for for, for some sort of Amy Pond. Um but but you know, who's gonna be this person? And when it ends up being um Clara, and I guess they mitigate that somewhat with a maybe a largely wasted Billy Piper cameo, but, but such is, yeah. Uh, but this is what this was. It was a celebration of going, let's get as many members of the band back together as we can. And so I kind of felt maybe, maybe the, um, companions got done a little bit dirty in that one. Yeah. Like, obviously there are some that you can't, you can't see Donna because, you know, again, it could have been Donna in a, before. That's the, do- the thing. The Dr. Donna? Time. Could we have grabbed yeah, her? Do- I don't know. Something like that. It, it's, a, it, it's a whole thing. I will say, I, I, I forgot to say, I really, I love the, uh, the inclusion of all the classic stuff. Just references yeah. and just really, really striking home how yeah. important the legacy was even, and where it got there. Even opening with that classic Doctor oh, Who graphic. Yeah. Uh, and then the bit at the end of the V in the future and what it means. There's a fraternity yeah. amongst the doctors. Yeah. And that was lovely as well. So, um, yeah. I guess it's it, it's uh, it's little grumbles. I sort of peppered a few in there, but my big one, and I think it hangs over this like a dark cloud, I really do, mm. is, is the Eccleston factor. And going, if this is a celebration of 10 and 11, well, who's missing? The only other doctor that we've had. Yeah. And I know it requires a lot of, um, a lot of bridges to be mended. Uh, and maybe the ability to sort of have some egg on his face. I think it's, it's a bigger story, but maybe one day we'll get told. But I mean, what would have been like if you could have had, you know, Eccleston and all his Northern charm acting oh, yeah. with these two here. And then when you have that bad wolf thing, you have both of the guys react and, and, and that kind of, I, I think that's my thing is going like any party when you get together, it's, 
who did, who couldn't make it and you sort of yeah. mourn them a little you celebrate the sell the party and it's good mm. times but you do go it's a shame so and so couldn't be here moffat said he did he did really try uh, i oh, think i'm sure it was, it was like an eccleston yeah. thing yeah yeah he did try i think eccleston said because i think this is when they were still trying to work out the script i think they wanted originally the bbc were like can we get eccleston and he can be the war doctor and moffat was like no because that's not where that character should should begin essentially agreed um and i think they they had a couple meetings they had a couple uh lunch meetings about it and eccleston uh did step away i will say and this this is me putting my little my little speculation cap on uh he said at the time his his problem was with the bbc and russell t davies i think we're slowly getting there because he said nice things about Russell recently. He said a lot of positives about Russell and, you know, people can be mended. And also uh, Christopher Eccleston has a show on the BBC right now oh, that's he? airing. Yeah. He's uh, okay. he plays Fagan in Dodger. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. He's really good in that, by the way, it's really, really weird if seeing we, him on like a TV show currently. If we can't get him for 60, then we'll never get him. I, I I think I'm, I want to stay hopeful. I really do. Oh, I really do fact, too. But the it's, fact it's he's come be- back for Big Finish, the fact he's playing the Doctor again right now, he's getting to love that character. He's speaking openly about his love playing that character at conventions right now. He's back with the BBC. Oh. He said positive things how, how about you, Russell. How do you cover up the age? I don't know. It's I ten think- more years. You know what I mean? Like, I think you can oh. just make up it. Honestly, right. I think plus it's Bad Wolf. Bad Wolf Studios have, they have such a. And I think we're all willing to look the other way a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm really, like if if I saw if I saw Peter David like when when Peter Davison showed up for Time Crash back in 2007, the man was old. But if you, but I was still like it's okay with that. I'm alright. If you could get all six of them, all six of the modern doctors yeah. in one place, I mean Matt Matt Smith's probably the hardest get now. <clears throat> I, Matt had an interview because he's do he's he's he was sadly in Morbius. We don't talk about Morbius, um, but he he's in there and he had an interview, I think, I can't remember who with, but he was like, I would love to be in the 60th. And he was like, well, I'm such a big fan because he's gone back and he he has like such a love for Patrick Troughton. He doesn't stop talking about the Tomb of the Cybermen. Um, but he was like, oh, I'm such a massive fan of, 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 the, of, of Doctor Who. Oh, when's the 60th? The 60th is next year. Wow. Oh, didn't know about that. That's crazy. I guess I'll, I'll have to have to see if they, they call like it's such yeah. a it feels like an Andrew Garfield thing. Um, I like David Tennant is, is, is going to come back. Is David Tennant? Matt Smith has said that he'd love to come back. I think he, he <sighs> would. I don't know. I think Jody's pregnant right now. And I don't know if she like. I don't know if she'd be able to. If can she's you just pregnant. Sh- well, could you just shoot some stuff now where she's? I think she's you know reacting on a monitor or something like that, just so we yeah. get her in there. I, I I think it'd be really unfair for Jody after one all of this shit she's had to deal with. Yeah, like as a do- I I think it'd be a real shame if she couldn't be in the 60th oh, in some I'd form just stop by new york for two minutes in the 18 <laughs> early 1900s i don't care if the pawns are sitting in a restaurant i don't yeah. care what it is just give me a walk by they don't have I to think, interact they don't have to change that mm. oh i think bad wolf really could do some amazing stuff especially because um they've, they've said how they want to mcu this they want to have a couple shows yeah but yeah that's my speculation how off uh my grumble is this story is so bizarre yeah that it it's very all over the place and i i, I it's it's difficult because I, re- I like 
I like the A story of um of the War Doctor, which then becomes a like a C story halfway through, <laughs> yeah. and then goes back to an A story. And I, it's such a shame. But no, I, I it's like it's just a little bit. It's a little bit all over the place with which story it wants to tell. But uh, that that's really it. I guess is my biggest grumble. Yeah. Uh, like the Eccleston stuff, I I think in 2013, I was like, I'm never seeing Eccleston again. I remember I was so shocked when he agreed to bigger finish and doing Dodger. So I'm actually I'm full of optimism for the first time. Uh, but I guess that leaves our, our ratings. Our, our who ratings? Uh, it's not a hooray from me. It's but yeah. but, but, but but it's not a boo hoo. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> it's it's a seven. It's a seven. Yeah. I had fun. Uh, I can't walking away. The only real bit of story that I'm like, yes, is is the bit where everybody has their minds erased. I think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, I he had some pretty graphics. Uh, I appreciate the fact we had the band together and they interacted with each other. That's what I wanted. But is this amongst the great? Epi- no, no. It was nice to see ten in the game, but it just makes me want to go back and watch the good episode. I'd rather just go back and watch Blink. Or, yeah. or or insert your favorite tenant episode here and your favorite Matt Smith episodes here. But it was kind of it's kind of fun. It's like when when I was a kid, you had the Beano and you had the Dandy, and they were two oh, different. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, we used to have that. Like the Dandy uh, used to exist until like 2011. Excellent. Oh, I used to love the Dandy and Banana Man. And you have these moments where like the because they were all with the same company, they were basically yeah. from the same publisher. But you have these moments where they cross over and interact. You'd be like, wow, Dennis the Menace is hanging out with Desperate Dan what's this about <laughs> and i was like whoa and that's kind of what this was this was a whole lot of i never thought i'd see this kind yeah. of wish fulfillment uh probably started a whole ton of fan fiction but oh, um yeah. you know it, it was just it was fun but i don't remember it for the stuff <laughs> i don't remember for the story at the end of a day yeah it's it's a series like you said it's a series of moments yeah so seven seven i had a good yeah. time but i can't claim it's anything it's anything great for, for, for an episode yeah it's really difficult so i really i i i could watch this uh a lot and i i, sh- I think i did when i was younger so i i have like a soft spot in my heart for this because this was such an because ev- it's such an event yep and even with all i i really do love this episode but i go like the quality is not the writing of the story it is it's the doctors themselves and you do so well for so much of the episode, and then you take like a breather halfway through to go. Never mind, we need we need some Zygon time. Yeah, and I think because because John Hurt gives such a beautiful performance, and that that speech about great men being forged in flame, and yeah. I'll be the one to light the fuse. Like I, I really do like that. Yeah, I and can't. I, get that I can't do that. I can be the one to yeah, yeah. light the flame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just because of all of that and the the character study that it does of such an iconic character, and I, I think it does the study well. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a bit higher. I'm going eight. I'm going eight out of ten. Did it need to be longer? I've always said this. It's 77 minutes. Um, the fact that they've said that I mean, Jody's final episode is going to be feature length, which is like at least an hour and a half. Yeah. Like it, it needs to for for 50. It needs to be more than an average episode. David Tennant's final episode is longer than this I by mean, a lot. I mean, how many minutes were we? did we waste before we would got done with that TARDIS over London stunt? And then we're finally into the... We wasted a good About five, 13, six. yeah. Was it that much? Okay, yeah. So Something we, like that, yeah. We wasted a lot of time on that. And... Like the one thing that rang a bit hollow for me is when um, the War Doctor talks about how they're great men. And I'm kind of yeah. going, when did he discover this? 
I, uh, it was just, when when he say when he say when he stopped the when he stopped when they stopped the Zygons uh, with the memory race because he he's he's that, okay. for that because he then he says to Clara as well look what look what this has caused them to do to to find oh, ways okay, to save yeah, fair everyone enough. and the, yeah. th- that's a really important scene and maybe I should we should yeah. have more 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 credence or maybe I should have touched on it more uh, the bit where Clara's talking to him it bridges that ultimate and what do you do you take your youngest character and you put her beside your oldest character yeah and you have her speak you know wisdom into him it was it was a lovely moment maybe but maybe it needed maybe maybe it didn't necessarily need to be longer if you trim the fat at the start because there's a lot of just just yeah just just nonsense um as cute as the osgood stuff is it sometimes isn't necessary no i I think think the stuff where she's riding her motor her scooter in i mean that could have been any other episode but what we needed now is we just need to open with the two of them on the on the tardis and they're back from their they've just come back from having cocktails on the moon whatever it might be oh what happened (laughs) now i gotta get home i'm gonna get home home. okay fine let's go and now they're being uh now they're being called to you know buckingham palace oh why are we being called here i don't know i guess we'll find out yeah and then there's our story um yeah i don't know but no, that was that was our thoughts on day of the doctor which leads to whatever could the next episode be uh, because we have so many episodes to choose from in this grand pantheon between day of the doctor and then uh it, it we we do we 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 complete the trilogy of the of the doctor stories with um with time of the doctor matt smith's final episode oh, i was gonna ask is this yeah okay. yeah this is the final episode we oh. get handles we get the return to um to Trenzalore and the the hundred years of battle and all old all ma- of that old man stuff. doctor and asking nicely return of the kraken time much to my dismay yep but no, that'll be a fun, a fun thing to talk about. And I think I, I, I don't know if that will come out the week, the week following, so we can play some catch up. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Who Do You Think You Are. Uh, recently, we've had our episode this week of Best Film Ever on Empire Records. Uh, we had yesterday our episode of uh, Real Roundtable on Batman movies. We might have had an episode of Dancing in the Moon Night. I think. Yeah, we probably will. Yeah. Yeah. Either today or tomorrow. Uh, pro- well, not today. Uh, tomorrow, probably for Superhero Sunday or Marvel Monday. Yeah, we'll we, do something. We, we, we're going somewhere with it. But that's all we've got. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're Best Film Ever Pod there. And we're Best Film Ever Pod on Facebook and Instagram as well. We also have a Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. I've been Ethan. And I've been Ian. We've had a lot of speculation to say this episode about uh, the 60th and where we'll be going with Doctor Who. And the only thing I really have for that is just who knows? Who knows? We'll see you next time. Allons-y. 